What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Eddie Fushang Show. I got a treat for you guys today. I have Mr. Abel Garza from San Antonio. He is an outstanding entrepreneur uh, in the San Antonio market. The guy actually has his MBA and studied at the University of Texas and got his master's degree in business. Um, he served in the military for the last 20 years, so we need to say thank you for the service. We really appreciate that. Um, and the, the man is a fantastic business consultant. He's actually mentoring and coaching and training a lot of new uh, entrepreneurs and business owners uh, in the San Antonio market. So please help me welcome the one and only Abel Garza. What's up, Abel? Thank you for having me, Eddie. Thank you so much. Hey, man. Um, I think I forgot to also mention the fact that you are now uh, also working on a very brain it's a brand new podcast called the, the creative entrepreneur it's not live yet but you're absolutely going to be releasing it here soon uh which i think will be a very fantastic source for people to go to and uh, get insights and uh, listen to interviews with the top uh entrepreneurs and business owners and um, i believe pretty much in the whole state of texas would you say exactly so by subscribing to this channel we're going to be exposing people to interviews prominent business owners they're going to be able to tell this story about how they became prolific and some of their failures and successes throughout their journey as a business owner. Awesome, man. Well, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, be a guest on that show, man. It's definitely going to be a kick-ass. So I can't wait. You know, I, uh, I you're can't always... wait to have you on. I can't wait to have you on. That's awesome, brother. So uh, you're also the founder uh, and the president of Gray Buck Photography uh, in San Antonio, which has been receiving a lot of buzz. And I think, um, I think it was a, what, a couple of weeks ago, you were invited to uh, to speak in San Francisco for Thumbtack, um, discussing your business with them. Is that right? That is correct. So I'm, I'm the owner of Graybug Photography here in San Antonio, and I've, I've owned several businesses in the past. Uh, and so I do coach other entrepreneurs on how to build their business. And um, I was invited over to the uh, Thumbtack headquarters over in San Francisco to speak about how I've built my business, some lead generation, market analysis, positioning, how I've actually sculpted the photography industry in San Antonio uh, to make it conducive to the niche market that we're looking to uh, hit first. And uh, yeah, so I went out there and I spoke and uh, it was a it was a great success. I got to tour uh, California, it was it was pretty cool. I actually even got some good shots out of there. That's awesome, man. Well, you guys, um, I'm expecting the thank yous to start flooding me. Uh, you're welcome that I was able to bring someone with that caliber to sit down and uh, chat with you guys for the next 15, 20 minutes. So Abel, majority of the people who are listening to this podcast are uh, entrepreneurs, uh, self um, you know, made people, um, most of them are going to be probably in the real estate industry, uh, slash insurance industry, mortgage industry, uh, and so on and so forth. But it's obviously not limited to these industries. I mean, anybody who's trying to build a business or start a business or in sales, I think they will find a lot of values from the, um, interviews that I have on this channel right here. So the one question I want to ask you, brother, what, the fact that you've been building businesses for the past 20 years and they're successful businesses as we speak, what is the one ingredient that someone must have from day one in order for them to, to, to really guarantee um, a success rate uh, being entrepreneurs or, or, or a business person? That's a great question. And the special ingredient 
it's not exclusive to photography. Just keep that in mind. A lot of the practices that I teach, those are not exclusive to just photography. These can be applied to almost any single business that you put out there. And I'm going to give you an example. So I get a lot of, or I should say, aspiring photographers that come to me and they say, hey, well, I want to be a photographer. I don't have a lot of money. I don't have the equipment. What what, what, what can I do? I, I, I just, I said, well, for one, you need the passion, you know, you need to have that, that, that want to, you need to get out from behind watching Netflix, get your phone, call some photographers, negotiate a price that's less than what they would charge another customer, get the customer, put them together. Now you're making some money. Do that 10 times. Now you want to learn about photography. Why don't you shadow that photographer? shadow other photographers. Now you're learning about photography. You're making money. You're learning about photography. You can buy your own equipment. Now you're doing something that is, I guess it's, it's not really done by a lot of business owners and you're inadvertently doing market analysis. You're finding out which direction you're going to go. So by talking to customers, you're doing your own research. You're finding out what your niche market is. And on top of that, you're, you're, you're limiting your overhead. So you're utilizing other people to do your photography. You're bringing in the customer. You're taking your cut, but you're also doing research. All this market analysis that many business owners fail to do, you're doing that almost inadvertently. So you're looking at, you're calling customers, you're, you're talking to 100 people a day. You're knowing which direction the market is going. You're saying, okay, this month, I'm getting a lot of headshots. Oh no, this month I'm getting a lot of uh, wedding photography. So what do I got to do? Let's see which direction. Once I take that business upon myself, purchase my equipment, I'll know during these months, this is the, this is the type of photography that I was looking at. This is the type of business that I'm going to take my, uh, this is the direction or the niche market that I'm going to focus on. That's brilliant. So you're basically creating leverage from people who are already in the business in the same profession to uh, l give you a hand. And at the same time, they're obviously receiving the service from you and you're getting the training that you need. So it's a win-win for everybody. Exactly. And you, you know, this can be applied to anything. So like, for example, like let's just say you wanted to start a screen printing business and I'm going to use myself as an example because I didn't have a lot of capital when I first started my screen printing business. And I said, well, I need to make some money. I need to do something. And uh, so what I did was I went out there, looked for a screen printer that was willing to give me a price that's less than what they would charge a regular customer or a significant price at least. And then um, I'd go out and get the customers. I'd go out there and I'd photograph logos. I'd put them on t-shirts virtually. And I'd tell them, this is how much it's going to be. This is what I can do for you. This is how I can market your business. This is how you can brand it. And uh, they would they would or make place an order. I they get place an order with me. I'd go to the screen printer and I'd have them print it, and then we go ahead and distribute those those shirts that way. Minimal overhead, almost zero investment on my part. The only thing I had to do was get up early, get out from under those sheets. I had to get away from Netflix and stop binge watching True Blood, and go out there and start to make money and start looking at opportunities and utilizing the resources that are available to me now and not have to go out there and not just making excuses as to why other people are doing it and I'm not. 
Dude, that's brilliant. That is absolutely brilliant. So you're basically using the concept of affiliate marketing uh, to help literally fund your business from scratch uh, without you having to go and get loans and get yourself in debt before you're actually producing revenue. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and a lot of my, a lot of my small business entrepreneurial uh, adventures, so to speak, uh, they have been based on either a passion or a curiosity and all of them revolve around something to the, that I want to uh, make additional money for. So if I wanted to buy a new car, I would look for a way to generate revenue to buy a new car, or if I wanted to buy equipment, or if I wanted to, if I was just curious about graphics design, I would start a screen printing business so that I can get creative and learn about graphics design and be able to afford all the things that are involved with graphics design. So like the expensive software, the computers, uh, and, and then also the, the ability to be creative. If I wanted to have more jewelry, I would open a, a jewelry store. If I wanted to uh, learn about stocks, I would start trading stocks. If I wanted to learn more about real estate, I started getting into real estate. So a lot of these things had to do with my curiosity and my passion towards learning. And so I had to utilize the resources that I had available to me because my, I, had limited, uh, I had limited capital when, as I was growing up. So we grew up in a small town in Zapata, Texas is where I grew up. And uh, it, was a le- it was probably fewer than 10,000 people, I want to say. So we had to get creative. And I was 13 years old and me and another classmate of mine said, Hey, let's start making some money. So we started knocking on doors, uh, our, our neighbor's doors. And uh, we said, Hey, we'll cut your grass for 20 bucks. And, and so we started doing that. And, and believe it or not, there was a, there was a market for that because nobody was cutting grass. <laughs> Nobody's cutting grass mm-hmm. at that time. And so right. me and a, another 13 year old going out there knocking on doors, uh, and, and cutting grass for 20 bucks, which was a lot of money at that time for us, had enough money to eventually buy a couple of lawnmowers. We became more proficient and more, uh, we were able to do more lawns at the same time. And so, uh, you know, eventually you grow up and you grow apart and you start doing your own thing and we just kind of let it go. But you can't really knock it because I know this guy in Colorado, he's, uh, he's 19 right now, but he started his, he started doing the exact same thing I did at eight eight years old. Now talk about passion and, and, and seeing something. He started eight years old and he started with a, a classmate of his doing the same thing that I was doing. And uh, later on, obviously, you know, you get into high school, you start moving apart and doing your own thing. He went, the, the, his partner went out to college and, and got his education, but he maintained the, the landscaping and, and a lawn care business. And now he's grossly, like, he's netting almost 800,000 a year just on that. Wow. And he's 19 years old. Can you believe that? Wow. Wow. That's unbelievable. Very impressive. So one of the biggest thing that people usually go through, uh, Abel, is uh, the fear of starting uh, the business. Like you said, you usually start making excuses, um, making, uh, you know, coming up with problems in their mind that didn't even exist in reality. Uh, and that usually paralyzes them from taking the action. What would be a good advice from you to someone who's probably planning to start a business or definitely has the desire, but keeps talking himself or herself out of it because of limiting beliefs and, uh, and fear that they create in their mind? That is a very good question. What limits people is fear. Exactly. So what happens when 
and, and you know, you, you hear this a lot. You hear the, the, the saying, when one door closes, another one opens, right? So what happens when somebody loses their job? Holy cow, what happens? I got to put my foot to the gas. I got to utilize my resources. I've got to do something with my life. I've got to take what I have right now, and I've got to figure it out. Mm-hmm. People are, are so afraid of, of, of this that they become complacent. And because, when they become complacent, they get miserable and paralyzed. And, and, and there's no vision for the future. So, so you're, you're fearful and this focus of, of, oh man, what if I lose my job? What if I don't have enough money? I can't pay the bills. You get, become paralyzed. But if mm-hmm. you're focused and you, and you know where you're going, then you get that passion. And that passion often happens when you don't have that job. But you get complacent. People get complacent. So there's that pain of complacency and it's going over. But you want to make sure that, that uh, you redirect that and engage. And that turns into a positive expectation. So a lot of times people get put into situations that, that uh, forces them to persevere. Hard times, difficult situations. It's either sink or swim. And most people, will choose to swim. It, it's, it's human nature to survive, but you could blame other people and be powerless and, and blame them for your problems and say, oh, it was me, I, 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 they, they fired me, uh, I'm pissed off or whatever the case may be, but focus on your responsibilities and the possibilities are endless. Your indecision to make a decision will force you to be, will pr- help you, or I should say will, will you'll procrastinate. So your indecision mm-hmm. to make a decision ends up being procrastination. And every single time that I've procrastinated, it has cost me money, whether it be signing for money or loans or paying bills or, or whatever the case may be. You'll notice that whenever you procrastinate, you're, it's going to cost you some money. It may not cost you money right away, but you'll notice that either the time that you took it, getting that extra pay raise or the time that you took for not getting that promotion or the time that it took for you not to study for a test, you failed it and uh, you're wasting time, take the action and you'll see the progress. Dude, that's awesome. Well, you said something that uh, captured my attention on a minute notes right here and I wanted to ask you about it and how does that apply to business in general? Uh, You said market analysis. What do you mean by that? So I had somebody come to me the other day and said, "Hey, well, I want to be, I want to uh, uh, invest in a carpet cleaning business." He says it's fifty thousand dollars. I get the van, I get the carpet uh, cleaning equipment. I want to go out there and I want to do it around my my neighborhood. And I said, "Well, how are you going to do that if everybody in your neighborhood has hardwood floors?" He's like, "Man, I didn't think about that." And so I said, "What are you going to do? How are you going to find out?" If everybody has car- hardwood floors or carpet, and he says, "Well, maybe I can go to the the manufacturer, the the the, the folks that that built the houses in the neighborhood during that time. Uh, maybe I could do a sample market analysis as to how many people currently have uh, carpet or hardwood floors in their house, 
And I said, that's a start. I said, also, you can maybe check your competition and see how many people, how many companies are doing carpet cleaning versus hardwood floor cleaning. And he's like, yeah, that's an amazing, that's amazing. I said, now I, now you know which direction you're going to go, whether or not you're going to buy hardwood floor clean, uh, cleaning equipment or you're going to do carpet cleaning equipment. So now you're not wasting your money on, uh, on equipment that you're never going to use. So knowing your market, knowing your, where you're, which direction you're going to go is super important. It's the same thing in the, in the photography industry. And I use photography because, well, currently I'm in the photography industry. And so you get, I get a lot of photo or aspiring photographers and they say, I want to do wedding photography. And I, I quickly, you know, wedding photography is a super stressful. You have to be on point. You have to have everything just the photographer has to be at the top of their game for uh, for wedding photography. And so not knowing who who your who your market, who your competition is, what your strengths are, what opportunities you have right now with regard to the wedding photography, it, it doesn't make it wouldn't make sense for him to just jump in because he's going to produce a uh, a bad product he's going to get bad reviews and it's going to stigmatize his entire uh, his entire business off of one or two sessions or at least the first two sessions and then he'll eventually say okay well i need to do maybe something that's not so stressful maybe headshot photography or portrait or babies or whatever the case may be and oftentimes i'll just say look source your market find out either through statistics, analysis, phone calls, just calling uh, businesses and say, hey, do you guys need headshots? Do you guys need uh, a branding or anything like that will at least give you as a business owner some sense as to where the market is going, even if it's just for a month or two or if it's seasonal, because uh, in photography, there's a lot of seasonal photography or a lot of seasonal uh, sessions like in June, we get a lot of uh, engagements, and, or I should say, uh, in May, we get a lot of engagements. In June, we get a lot of uh, wedding photography. Uh, July is a lot of family because everybody's off. And so in December, everybody does the, the uh, you know, Christmas cards, and, 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 and then you eventually go into the, the uh, college graduations and, and high school graduations. So th there's a lot of areas in which you can analyze your market and it's super important as to to know which direction as a business owner before you even invest one penny you should know exactly that's why it's so that's why it's so important for for banks when they when they look at your your business plan and and they look at your they want to make sure that you know the industry that you're going to go into so if you're going in to borrow money from a bank and you or from a lender and, and you don't have that business plan, they're not gonna even touch you. They're not gonna even look at you because they know that you have not done your research, that they know that you have not gone out there and looked to see if your business is even viable to begin with. So just going out there, researching your, your market, looking at uh, the analyzing your market, uh, even the industry, understand whether or not your industry is growing because if it's declining and more people are using their iPhone to take pictures, then it might not be a viable option for you. 
So that's that's what I would recommend as with market analysis is super important uh, to understand which direction your your industry is going, understand how your business is going to remain viable and whether or not you're going to be able to go into this market uh, uh, without competition eating you alive. Well, dude, that is a beautiful freaking answer. Uh, that actually makes perfect sense because every business and every industry definitely depends on market analysis. Otherwise, you're going into business blind. And if you're going into business blind, you're definitely not going to get the results you're looking for. So, Abel, I really appreciate you taking a time out of your very busy schedule to share these nuggets with us, my man. I think a lot of people will find a lot of value from this. If somebody would like to call you and uh, pick your brain and ask you some questions, how can they do that? Oh, absolutely. You can reach me at 844-GRAYBUG. That's 844-G-R-E-Y-B-U-G. And at the end of the month of September, we will be kicking off the Creative Entrepreneur. So be Stay tuned for that. We will uh, we will have that on uh, iTunes, uh, Spotify, and all of major podcasting uh, platforms. So uh, yeah, that's eight four four Graybug. If you have any questions or you want uh, some personal counseling, please feel free to give me a call. Thank you, man. I appreciate it very much. That's very generous of you. Everybody, um, I hope you received some value out of this uh, conversation. I'm pretty sure you did because I did. And if you guys find value from the uh, interviews and the uh, topics that I bring to you here in this channel, um, a way for you to encourage me to continue to do this and to give me that motivation to continue to search for uh, top caliber entrepreneurs like Table uh, and bring them to you guys to share the wisdom that otherwise you would be paying thousands of dollars to receive. Um, and go ahead and encourage me by subscribing to my channel. Obviously, like it. Uh, you know, get me write some reviews. Uh, message me. Give me some encouragement. That's that's how I'm going to be able to obviously continue to feed you guys with these positive contents. Um, until the next episode, I look forward to um, speak with you guys again and bring you another guest. I want you guys to enjoy the rest of the week and have a fantastic weekend. Abel. I cannot be more grateful to you, my brother, to take time out of your busy schedule and uh, share these nuggets with us here for the past 20 minutes. Thank you so much, brother. Take care.